Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today Keegan Hadley joins us. Keegan is a doctor of occupational therapy specializing in using psychological treatments such as acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT, with his patients. As a patient and a therapist, he has a deep understanding of the interventions and knows how emotional stress can interfere with rehabilitation daily activities, and overall quality of life. As an athlete, he tore both ACLs playing college and semi-professional football. This experience made him acutely aware of the struggles associated with psychologically post-ACL injury and how to overcome them with positive results. Welcome. Thank you so much, Magic. Very, very happy to be here. And I'm happy to have you here. This is a very different episode because you work mainly with athletes or post-athlete life. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, with your own ACL struggles, you saw that there was a place in the market there for you. Maybe some of our listeners are athletes or former athletes. Maybe some of them are just carrying injuries. So... I'm sure this will be able to be applied to many people listening out there. Yeah, my book, Torn, the full title is Torn, Overcoming the Psychological Challenges Post-ACL Injury. So it's obviously, unfortunately, uh, very targeted to ACL patients. But that being said, a lot, a lot of the stuff that I work on for athletes is very applicable. You know, after they're done being an athlete, you know, whether they enter, you know, the workforce or just from a day-to-day life, a regular person has various stresses that can be helped through acceptance and commitment therapy or ACT, which I also term a psychological flexibility. Fantastic. Now, I ask all of my guests the same three questions and everyone gives me such different answers and (laughs) yours are going to be interesting. I know this. So here comes your first question. What can your expertise do to accelerate health, not just the physical, but also the emotional and spiritual health? Yes. So what I mainly work on and what what I specialize in just due to my schooling and just my lived experience is I help individuals get through difficult times. I walk through them when, you know, no one else really is. So there's not a lot of people who are treating athletic injuries psychologically with the use of ACT. And and that's what I pride myself in because it's my thought essentially that ACT is much more conducive to athletes and overall success because it's just more conducive to the athlete's mind, in my opinion. Great. Now, look, Keegan, we talk about wealth here as well. 
people think that's just financial, but it can also be emotional wealth. So post-injury, obviously your emotional wealth can take a bit of a hit. What are your top three tips to creating any wealth? I would say one thing that has made me a lot more wealthy just emotionally, as you kind of spoke to, is being in the present moment. Nowadays, uh, everyone's dragged into a million different things, kind of grabbing at their attention, You know, whether that's social media, your work, the to-do list of 47 different things. I, I think really living in the moment and getting what you can done now and, you know, enjoying the 15 minutes with your significant other, you know, having coffee in the morning or whatever that may be, we're, we're losing out on a lot of the things that should give life meaning by being sucked into useless kind of garbage on our phone. So that, that's kind of one thing that has really made my life a lot better. I caught myself a couple of times just, you know, wasting 20, 25 minutes or whatever the case may be and barely even realizing it. I mean, the algorithms are solid. I'll give them that. But uh, definitely something that living in the moment, that's one of the six skills of acceptance and commitment therapy. And I think it's one of the most crucial. So living in the moment, accepting your body. Is there another one there that we can uh, share with the listeners? Yes, of course. So one that was very difficult for me, I've always had some body image issues and that only compounded when I had knee injuries because one of the main sources of my confidence, self-esteem, my you know, my self-identity was being a football player. So when that was taken away, I was, you know, in a really bad place that made me start abusing substances and making poor decisions, you know, relationally and this, that, and the other thing. But one of the skills that has been most difficult for me to grasp within psychological flexibility has been the self as a context skill. Essentially, that posits that there's two versions of ourself that we come into contact with every day. That is the persona that we're trying to put out. Um, it's like a, essentially a mask that we wear. So say, for example, um, I was a football player for a long time and, you know, they're tough, quote unquote, cool, not a lot of feelings, those kinds of things. And then there's your true self, you know, the, the one behind all of those layers. And, and that's your true self. And I can give you an example of how you can come into contact with those two different versions of yourself. One would be uh, just now that, now that I'm telling you about it, you're probably going to notice it more often and the listeners will as well. So if you just spend a week being mindful of the little tiny lies that you make just throughout the day. So say, for example, you show up to class, you look a little tired and your friend says, you know, why, why are you so tired? You know, what's going on? And, you know, maybe you're playing video games or studying, or in my case, writing late at night. And you say, oh, well, I was up until three, three thirty, And in all actuality, you're only up until two, two thirty. And you have no idea. And now that I told you that, you have no idea why you said that. And it's very interesting because we're all trying to, we're yearning for, you know, acceptance and we all want to be special and, oh, look, I was up so late and I'm still here at class. Um, and it's also very applicable for people with body issues or self-confidence, people coming back from injury. It's, it comes into play a lot, a lot more than people would think. Definitely. I think we kind of pride ourselves and I'm generalizing here, but we do kind of pride ourselves on how much we can take on before we break rather mm -hmm. than priding ourselves on, you know, I can pace myself and I can listen to my body. And I think that's kind of where a lot of us go wrong. We don't mm -hmm. listen to that, that internal conversation. We just keep heaping more and more on the pile. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not a healthy way to live. No, no, not, not at all. And, and especially if you're, you're staying true to yourself, you'll know that, you know, deep down, either you're doing too much or you're being unreasonable with your expectations physically or whatever the case may be.
Very much so. Now, look, we do talk about weight here. Many people battle their weight needlessly. I know mine has gone up and down pretty much all my life, but certainly in the last five years, post a couple of very serious injuries, it's kind of gone up again. So what are some top tips you have for people who may be battling their weight post-injury? This is very different to how we normally ask this question, but I Mm -hmm. know from experience post-injury you kind of have to look at things in a completely different light. Yep. So athletes just due to their daily output are are used to eating more. Um, It's just we need that food to function at a high level, you know, whether that's running, football, weightlifting, or, you know, a little bit of all of it. So once that goes away, um, it, it can become very foreign for you not have to eat all that much. And then maybe that's a habit. So you'll gain weight. And, and I'm on the view that I've always struggled with, again, like I said, my, my body, it's one of the books I'm working on now. Um, I'm in the middle of a kind of a experience for that. But essentially what I go off of is the base metabolic rate and we play with it from there. I like macros and those kinds of things. A lot of people don't love it initially, but once you get good at it and quick at it, it's it's very scientific and objective. A lot of people have the tendency to say, you know, quote unquote, I'm eating healthy or those kinds of things. And, and that's great and all. There's nothing wrong with striving to eat, you know, more healthy foods and those kinds of things. But you run into issues when you can't just like a goal, if you if you can't measure it, you're you're going to have some issues. So I like to strategically have, you know, my clients, um, especially if they're agreeable to it, and having this particular issue, we play with their macros. And the cool thing is, once we get them to where we want, I'm act- actually to the point of reverse dieting. Some of my clients as they're making their way through the rehab process, to where they're actually able to eat more and more. It's it's a really cool process if you can get it down. Obviously, initially. Um, it can be a little tedious with all the measuring and those kinds of things, but I, I, I promise it does get quick rather fast. So for one of the listeners who might not know what macros is, can you just explain that? So macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbs. And essentially there's, there's tons of formulas out there to run the amount of each that you need to run optimally based on your output. So that's why you can play with that a little bit to make sure that you're still getting enough protein while not eating too much, you know, carbs, for example. A lot of athletes eat a lot of carbs, which is a great thing when they're having a lot of output, but maybe if they're, you know, more sedentary right after surgery or those kinds of things, they're not needing as much carbs. And and what I found with working with a lot of my clients is myself included, I've only been on my experience for eight months. And what I noticed the first couple of months is I was eating not even close to enough protein. So there is, is a whole population, I think, where our protein consumption is way, way down. And then how to deal with that essentially is the, the cool thing is for it to be objective, you're having to weigh everything. So that might sound very not fun at first, and it's not overly fun. But th- that being said, now it doesn't really change my life anymore because I know exactly Say, for example, I love cereal. I don't know why I love cereal and I eat cereal all the time. I know exactly how much cereal I can have in a sitting as part of my regular day. I just I pour it out normal, but it's on the scale. So it's 111 grams is three servings of cereal. And then milk is 240 grams of, uh, that's one cup, 240 grams of milk. And you just pour all that while it's on the scale. And that gives you your output in 
carbs, fats, and protein. If you plug it into like a my fitness bell and those kinds of things. And if you hit your goals within a, you know, a reasonable range, you don't have to hit them exactly. I would never say that for sure, but within 10 grams each way, it's, it's very, very, uh, you know, over the long period of time, like most people try to have like magic diets that work in 30 days. This is more of a long-term play. It, just like most things in life, you can't get successful right away. So that's how you track it anyway. The same thing goes for meat. It's rather easy with meat. You just weigh it on the scale before you cook it and you know exactly what you get. Times when you run into issues are actually when you're cooking with you know, a significant other, or maybe you go out to eat, you have to do it enough to where you can actually guesstimate. It's not going to be exact, but the more you weigh eight ounces of meat or whatever the case may be, the more you know exactly, you know, roughly how big that is. And then you can, you know, still log it in the app. If you go to, you know, a restaurant and get an eight ounce steak, it's an eight ounce steak, it's an eight ounce steak. So that's kind of how it goes. And again, it's, it's very slow going at the beginning, but it picks up uh, rather quickly. Great. So tell us about things that you do with people with injuries. Like what are some key things that you need to address? So I go through, I bring them in, I take kind of an outtake form that gets a base reading on whether out with the six different skills associated with acceptance and commitment therapy. Those are acceptance diffusion, which is essentially the difference between I am sad and I'm having thoughts and feelings of being sad. Uh, so depending on how you know, locked they are into cognitive fusion, mindfulness, self as a context, which we spoke about briefly, their values and purposeful action. So I, I go through and, you know, have a discussion with them based on that and uh, see where they are. And then I just start to, you know, have a conversation with them because a lot of people come in expecting essentially that therapies, like I've said, kind of like a, like a magic bullet. I'm just able to help them do whatever they're doing a little bit harder to get them where they want. And the unfortunate conversation I'm having to have with a lot of them, but it, it, it helps them grow quite a bit is to realize that, you know, if you do what you've done, you're going to get what you got. And I, I think that's something that everyone needs to know when they're going into therapy or seeing someone for their health and wellness or nutrition or any of those kinds of things. There's no way to continue to do whatever you've been doing, even if you do it harder or better and get a different result, you, you a lot of times have to change your framework and the way you're doing things to see um, measurable change. You mentioned you're writing a book about body image. I know that's yeah. something I've struggled with pretty much all my life. How yeah. do you help people see that they're not what they used to be? They're not capable of what they used to be capable of, but that their body image I guess, doesn't need to suffer or doesn't need to display that kind of disconnection that they might be feeling. So my book's going to be centered towards more athletes and how, you know, negative sports in general, without any applicable help from a mental health professional, it can be very detrimental to a lot of athletes' emotional well-being because they're tying their attractiveness or whatever based on the scale, or there's plenty of sports where you're based solely off of you know, body composition and those kinds of things as well. And I would say, especially when you're getting out of being an athlete, it's very difficult to realize and accept all the different things that you went through and be grateful that your body was able to take you through all those things. So it's more of a switch from noticing all the things it's not to noticing the things it is. That's really key there. You know, notice what things actually are. Like don't be living in your head the whole time. 
I know yep. for myself, having injuries, okay, I'm not as capable as I used to be of doing certain things, but it doesn't lessen me as a person. And as long as yep. I work around that and understand my physical capabilities, you know, what I've found is trying not to get bogged down in, but I can't do that anymore. That was a mm-hmm. really big thing and, and quite a battle for quite a while. So mm-hmm. what coaching tips do you have for people that may, you know, their brain still may think that they're the capable uninjured body. How do they kind of adapt to what's going on now? So I have the unique experience, not only with my own situations, but through with my clients as well, as I've been able to take a lot of them from, you know, being broken both, you know, emotionally and physically and help them get back to wherever they want and farther. Just because I, I too was in a situation much like yourself where I, I never thought, you know, I was going to be able to do anything besides just work out to try to get my knees better again. And now I'm doing things that I, I couldn't do prior to any of my four knee surgeries. So I think it's all about mental health and physical health are very similar in that everything is done incrementally. So yes, you know, magic, you, you might have some injuries. I had a ton of injuries where I'm not able to do exactly what I want this moment. The, the secret to that is moving slowly, incrementally, strategically towards what you want to do in a scaled way. That's kind of the key. That's what I've done emotionally. And that's what I've done physically to help rebuild not only myself, but a lot of my clients. So listeners, this episode has been all about body image and recovering from injury. And we've kind of touched on a lot of subjects. So if you want to get hold of Keegan, you can find him at www.theaceltherapist.com. Now, listen, we do love freebies here. Before we go, have you got a freebie for the listeners? I don't at the moment. I haven't had time with my blog and stuff, but I definitely have some stuff coming down the pipe that I think they'd be very interested in. Fantastic. So that blog, there you go. That's right there. Some freebies coming down the line. Visit Keegan at www.theaceltherapist.com. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sharing your experience with the listeners. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Magic. And listeners, thank you so much for your time. As always, I appreciate it. Please go ahead and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And for now, go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.